Good morning. Good morning to you too. Uh, my name is Eric Cooperstein. I serve this church as the chair of the First Universalist Foundation. Last spring and this fall, because we had so little else to do, uh, the foundation rewrote its mission statement, which now reads, First Universalist Foundation acts as a catalyst for social change by promoting and supporting the development of emerging leaders among youth, young adults, and disenfranchised communities through monetary grants to and partnerships with nonprofits working in those communities. To come up with this uh, new mission statement, we looked both forward and backward and forward. Uh, we looked back to the legacy of Unity Settlement House, which, are, which was where the foundation comes from. The Settlement House was founded and funded by members of this church at the end of the 19th century. They had a radical vision to provide skills to new immigrants to help them survive in this community. The Settlement House ran, ran English literacy programs. Uh, they taught woodworking to boys and sewing to girls. They provided kindergarten and nursery school services. This was, at that time, a bold vision for the future. Flash forward almost a century later. By the time the Settlement House was paved over by Highway 94, which yielded the funds that created our foundation, uh, the programs of the Settlement House had been duplicated and expanded by government agencies, by the public school system, the public university system, uh, and by a host of nonprofit organizations. When we looked at the grants we had given as a foundation to figure out what we should do as we looked forward, um, what we found we were most proud of was our longtime financial support for the Unity Summer Program. And what we were most excited about was the evolution of Unity Summer into the Unity, Unity Leadership Programs, a comprehensive work-study experience that brings young people of different backgrounds together to learn about racial justice and trains them to be leaders in their communities. After 16 years and 319 graduates, Unity Leadership is on the precipice of a remarkable evolution that will turn it into a broader, more comprehensive program that will reach more youth and partner with more community organizations. Today, in fact, right now, you are going to meet a few of the people whose lives have been touched by Unity Summer. Through Unity Leadership, the foundation feels that we are renewing the vision and honoring the legacy of our predecessors who imagined the Unity Settlement House. Hi everybody, uh, my name is Javen and I'm going to be reading a poem today. I, um, it's called My Unity Summer, so um, different people, different races, different skin tones, different faces. We, we came together for the same purpose, smiles and laughter, cries came after, writing my experiences on a piece of paper, talking in groups, Keeping it real, saying our opinions, no need to fear. The summer taught me a lot. I enjoyed the treats a lot. <laughs> From knocking on doors for donations and bagging groceries were some of the duties that we shared. Four students who never met at Johnson High came together to show society that the youth today, we still care.
Same Park Project Homeless was about raising funds for less fortunate in the Eastside community, assisted in food shelves and serving meals to the public really brought out my humility. My whole experience humbled me and I was grateful to give back. Health care, more jobs, and affordable housing is what this city lacks. At the end of the summer, I felt complete and whole, not, not just with myself, but with others, like we shared one soul. I went in as one and came out as a couple, like the logo says, have a unity summer. I'm Ilana Schoenfeld-Hicks, and I did not write you a poem this morning, um, <laughs> but Deb Rogers asked me to speak as the, uh, the representative of the past, or as James Shannon so nicely put it, the ghost of Unity Summer Past, um, <laughs> and I suppose that's fair since I participated in this program after my freshman year of high school in 1995, uh, a little while ago, and so my memories are slightly hazy, but my lasting impression from that time is of learning to combine direct, caring work with wider societal implications. I was placed in an agency that did daycare consulting. I joined a woman who traveled to three different daycare centers near my parents' home in South Minneapolis, all of which were predominantly Native American and incorporated Native values and traditions in their programming. In the centers, we spent a great deal of time playing with the children and getting to know them. The consultant with whom I worked helped the daycare staff to come up with ideas to help children who were having behavior problems or who had other special needs. To respect confidentiality, I didn't know which children my tutor was consulting on, and I didn't need to. The important thing I learned was that all the children loved to play and learn and just have fun and pay have me pay attention to them. My being there and playing with them made a difference. I could tell that I brightened their day by being present and it felt good to be the person who could come in and give them attention and make them feel happy. Meeting with our group of Unity Summer interns put that individual personal work into perspective, however. It reminded me that my work was not solely about making children happy. I heard other interns recount their experiences doing many different types of work in a range of agencies. We talked about how the jobs we were doing and the organizations with which we were working fit into the wider framework of social change. This broadened my perspective of my work from merely making children happy at a given moment to reminding me of how much more good that does. That joy, respect, and care that the child feels from me helps to shape his or her character in large and small ways and informs that child's interactions with other people. The goodness effect grows. To this day, I am drawn to making change through personal connections. I now work with children who have special learning needs. I see even more distinctly the effects, both direct and indirect, that I can have on individual children, our school, and our community. Instigating these positive interactions and patterns is an integral part of my work. 
It is the purpose of my work. I see children gaining self-assurance in social and academic skills, which leads them and their peers to exhibit respect and understanding for everyone in the world. It prepares students to pursue a more peaceful, just, and sustainable future for themselves and the wider community. I am, I am living my Unitarian Universalist values on a personal scale with the understanding and faith that my small actions will grow and enhance the lives of more than just the people whom I touch directly. I am grateful for the opportunity that my Unity Summer experience provided for me to realize the social connections of my chosen profession. Understanding the wide reach of my personal work, as I learned in Unity Summer, keeps me inspired and hopeful for our world. Hello, I am Julia Reese, and I am a member of this congregation. This last summer of 2008, I participated in the Unity Summer Program. I worked at the Latino Economic Development Center. During the program, I was asked three questions. One, what drew you to the program? Two, what was the best, most important, and or challenging experience? And three, how has the program changed you? Sorry. I thought to myself, hmm, what drew me to this program? A while back during the Supercon last year, People who had participated in Unity Summer in previous years said a few things about what they had learned and experienced. My mom thought it was a great idea, but I was hesitant. That was my whole summer they were talking about. (laughs) But I thought to myself, I'll give it a chance. To be honest, the only thing I really knew about the program at first was that it was a chance to make money and it would look good on my resume. Both of those didn't sound so bad. After the first overnight, my thoughts changed. I realized that I was unaware of the things going on around me, and that this program would help me to see things in a new and better way. What was the best, most important, and or challenging experience? I thought, wow, this is an easy question, but when I really thought about it, it was pretty difficult. I really liked the privilege walks. There were two of them. I liked taking quizzes in general, and this was kind of like a quiz. The first one that we did had everybody on a line. Someone would say, for example, anybody who has ever traveled to a foreign country, and all of the people who had would cross to another line and face all of those who hadn't. The questions were a bit different, of course, and they all had a few themes. People are different, and some people are just born into families with more privileges. The second game was also called the privilege walk, but instead of crossing to a different line, you would either take steps forward or backwards, depending on the question. At the end of the, sorry, at the end of the game, someone would come up and hold a fake check for one million dollars in one hand and a fake diploma in the other. They would tell us to run and grab one or the other, and the lesson was that the more privileges a person has, the more likely they are to succeed. The most challenging thing for me to do er, was to learn to let go of even the simplest stereotypes and to meet new people. Being willing to relearn my perspective or point of view was also very difficult. This was important because if I wanted to learn, I knew I would need an open mind. 
How has it changed me? This program has changed me in many ways, but the main way it changed me was to help me open my eyes. I learned not to judge things right away. My name is Tiana Reyes, and I attended the 2008 UD Internship Program, and my organization was called Yo! The Movement. Has there ever been a time in your life where it seemed like you were stuck at a fork in the road? One road leads to what people wanted you to be and what you expected out of yourself. The other one leads to a place that you know existed, but were, but were scared to go because it left you open to be judged by others. I learned to swallow my fear and to choose the second road because if I stayed where it was safe, I would never have known what I know today. I would have lost an opportunity to do something greater than myself. I would have never had the confidence and the opportunity to be speaking to you if I didn't get accepted to the Unity Summer Leadership Program. I was one of the 25 students across the Twin Cities that was chosen to experience the different social justice organizations for our community. The hardest part of this experience was the workshops that taught me to open up to my peers that are different from my appearance and lifestyle. It took a lot of courage for my peers and I to let down our defenses and talk openly about ourselves and examine our views. I learned to be proud of my identity and values and also respect the values and identities of others. Most of all, I learned that youth of all races and cultures have a voice, a voice so powerful that can be heard for miles if we get the chance to be heard. We all want to make a difference. We will embrace the second road leading to social change. We will face our greatest fears bravely and move forward with confidence. I hope you believe in us and what we can do. If not, then is our voice and power just a mere shadow in our everyday lives? There comes a time when every life goes off course. In this desperate moment, you must choose your direction. Will you fight to stay on path, or will others tell you who you are? Or will you label yourself? Will you be haunted by your choice, or will you embrace your new path? Each morning, you choose to move forward or simply give up. There comes a time when every life goes off course. In this desperate moment, who will you be? Will you let down your defenses and find solace in someone unexpected? Will you reach out? Will you face your greatest fear bravely and move forward with faith? Thank you. Aren't they wonderful? Now you know why. I love this program so much. It's these guys. It's, it's youth like this. My name is Deb Rogers. I'm the director of Faith in Action here at First Universalist, and I'm also the director of the Unity Leadership Program. The Unity Leadership and Unity Summer programs have exposed a hunger for learning about change, 
a hunger for relationships, and a hunger for hope in our community. In the last seven months, we have touched the lives of nearly 80 youth and their families through our winter retreats and our summer internship program and have collaborated with 23 different organizations from both Minneapolis and St. Paul. Youth from 15, 15 different high schools, all the way from Stillwater to Robbinsdale, participated this summer. Our children, our future, are hungering for a better way, and, we are, and they are finding it in the Unity Leadership Program. Listen to their words. This program has really been life-changing, and I'm not just saying that. It changed the way I see the world and myself. This program changed more than my outlook. It changed my life. I made friends with people who are so different than me. I will never forget them. This internship is an opportunity you can't find anywhere else, especially for high school students. Somebody else told us, I know I can make a difference, no matter how small or big. Someone also said, I realized I'm not all that different than others. I can be a leader. And someone else told us, I, can, I am actually more confident now, especially when I'm talking to other people. Through unity leadership, youth learn and act together. They learn a better way. They learn about themselves, how to build relationships, and, and about the world around them and their relation to it. They learn a better way. They learn to live out their values, their principles, their faith. They learn a better way. They learn how to create change and become the leaders for change that we need to tackle the big issues of today and tomorrow. They learn a better way. The leaders we need for today and tomorrow need to know how to build relationships, shift power, and create change. This is what drove our congregation to found the Unity Settlement House in the 1800s and the Unity Summer Program in the 1900s, both courageous, transformational actions. Like the Unity Settlement House, the Unity Leadership Programs creates a safe space for people to learn new ways of acting, to develop new skills to survive, and to build relationships with people who, even though they may look different than themselves, have the same hopes for their future. This program is a way for us to honor the gifts we receive from our founders, gifts of, gifts of ideas, liberty, religious values, and justice. We know we are all connected, all part of this thing we call an interconnected web. What was it that drove the founders to this courageous transformational action? Hope in the future that only an investment in our youth can bring. Hope in a better way.
Margaret Wheatley in her wonderful new book, Turning to One Another. It says, asking us to notice if we believe in human goodness is not a philosophical question. We will either retreat or move closer together depending on what we believe about each other. Courageous acts aren't done by people who believe in human badness. Why risk anything if we don't believe in each other? Why stand up for anyone if we don't believe they're worth saving? Who I think you are will determine what I'm willing to do on your behalf. And if I believe that you're not as good or as important as I am, I probably won't notice you. What becomes available to us when we greet each other as fully human is a question we must ask as we struggle through these difficult times because we need each other more than ever before. We need everybody's creativity and caring and open hearts to find our way through. Tiana asked us, has there ever been a time in your life where it seemed like you were stuck at a fork in the road, with one road leads to what people wanted you to be and what you expected of yourself, and the other one leads to a place that you know existed but were scared to go because it left you open to being judged by others. We are, folks, in the midst of the Jewish high holidays, the ark is in our sanctuary. The beginning of the new year is upon us. The time when we're required to ask forgiveness for our sins to one another. It is taught in the Jewish tradition that sins against God are forgiven by God. But before divine forgiveness can be asked for, we must first seek forgiveness from the people we've wronged. Ancient wisdom teaches that we can't expect divine intervention to repair the damage done by human fragmentation, folly, greed, cruelty. There is a better way. The better way involves reparations, involves community, involves seeing one another as people of worth, knowing in our very fiber that the brokenness can only be rewoven when we understand that we are of one cloth. David White wrote, It doesn't interest me if there is one God or many gods. I want to know if you belong or feel abandoned, if you know despair or can even see it in others. I want to know if you are prepared to live in this world with its harsh need to change you. If you can look back with firm eyes saying, this is where I stand, I want to know if you know 
how to melt into that fierce heat of living, falling toward the center of your longing. And I want to know if you are willing to live day by day with the consequence of love and the bitter, unwanted passion of sure defeat. We want to know. We want to know at a deep level. We want to know one another. Why is that? Why are these conversations so important? Because we are about the task of healing the world. And never, ever allow ourselves to believe for a second that close to a hundred young people engaged in getting to know one another and learn how to live their power into changing the world is a small thing. Ancient wisdom from the Rig Veda teaches us there is an endless net of threads throughout this universe and at the crossing of the threads, at every crossing there is an individual and every individual is a crystal bead and every crystal bead reflects not only the light from every other crystal in the net but also every other reflection throughout the entire universe. Reflecting the connections. Guide my feet, for we shall not walk this race in vain.